0: Thank you for joining us here at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. Please take a moment to submit your story to info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc/give to find the giving options that work best for you. We have an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message.
1: Let's jump into the Word, First Samuel chapter sixteen, and then we'll be moving to First Samuel chapter seventeen. We've been in our series, "The Oil." Any oily people in the house? We've been talking the last few weeks about the price of the oil. And really to understand the price of the oil, you have to understand the crushing of the olive. And it's those crushing seasons in your life that produces oil. That's why we find that God is near the brokenhearted. He's near those that have been broken. And if you're walking through a season of brokenness, I've got good news. You're in the place the oil flows. We've talked about the purpose of the oil. Pastor Casey did such a great job last week talking about how the Holy Spirit marks us and separates us, and there's an intentional work in our life. I want to talk to you today about the power of the oil. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 11. And Samuel said to Jesse, "Are these all the young men?" And then he said, "There remains yet the youngest, and he is in the field keeping sheep." And Samuel said to Jesse, "Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes." So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ready, bright-eyed, and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him. I love that. Arise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went to Ramah. Chapter 17, verse 40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. David, you find, was in a field being faithful to the calling for the season he was in. The prophet named Samuel shows up at the house of Jesse. Now, I'm sure when the prophet arrived, the house of Jesse knew something significant was getting ready to happen. Samuel was a prophet that from the very beginning of his life was marked. The Bible says not one word he ever spoke ever fell to the ground. He was a prophet of prophets. He was a leader in the kingdom of God. And he arrived at the house of Jesse to anoint a new king. And over the last few weeks, we've looked at this. And we find that when he arrived from oldest down the line, we find that David's brothers would stand before the prophet. Seven sons would stand before him. But it was the eighth son that would leave with the power. We find that all of the sons, from oldest to youngest, would stand in front of the prophet. But the Bible says the oil did not pour. And finally, the prophet asked, is there any other? Is there any other sons? God said there's a king in this house. And Jesse said, well, we have another son named David, but he's in the field watching sheep. You realize this was not a compliment. He wasn't saying, oh, man, we've got him over here doing a special job. No, what he was saying was, these brothers go to war, he watches sheep. These brothers are working in the kingdom. He's watching sheep. Prophet said, send for him. We will not sit down until he comes. I told you on week one, there are some moments in your destiny that will not rest until you step into them. There are some anointings waiting on you to walk through a door. There are some places that God has ordained for your life. Why? The oil has purpose. The oil has a price, but the oil also has a purpose. And the Bible said they sent for David. He walked in the door. And the minute he walked in, the Holy Spirit through the prophet said, he's the one. Arise and anoint him. And the Bible said he took a horn of oil and anointed David. Now you have to understand there were different types of oils. There was seasoning oil and it was put in a certain vat or a certain vessel. They would season the food with that oil. There was oil that was used for fuel It would light lanterns or it would light the temple. There was a certain vat that was used to hold that oil. There was a balm type oil that was used as a medicine. And there was a certain vat or a certain vessel used to hold that type of oil. But a horn of oil represented power and authority. When they removed the oil and it was in a horn, they knew something significant, that authority was about to be released. And the Bible said they poured it over David's head. And the Bible said they anointed him in the midst of his brothers. I told you, and if you weren't here, let me remind you, God is about to anoint some of you in the midst of your haters. In the midst of those that have written you off. In the midst of those that did not see the destiny in your life, those that saw more of your yesterday than your tomorrow, those that remind you of your yesterday, and those that cannot see you walking into a prophetic tomorrow in the midst of his brothers, he was anointed to be king in his father's living room, the father that did not see this kingly anointing upon him, but there was a father that did a father that was watching him in a field all alone, a father that always saw his worship when no Everybody else was watching. And I'm telling you, there is a father that not only sees you, he knows you, he created you, he's declared you. And just like Jeremiah, he would say, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you, I set you apart, I have marked you for an assignment. And we find that David walks in, he's anointed. But here's the real test of kingdom authority. When you know there's a kingly authority in your life, can you go back to the field and watch sheep? Because the truth is, David was anointed, but he was not yet ready. David had an anointing to reign, but he was not ready to take the throne. And there was another king sitting on the throne. Sometimes you just have to wait for kingdom timing. Even though you've got a kingly anointing, you have to wait for the right time. David went back to the field to watch sheep and one day he gets a promotion. His father calls him and asks him to take lunch to his brothers that are fighting. The same brothers that watched him walk under the oil. The same brothers that watched him be anointed to be king. And sometimes you have to serve in a season those that will one day you may even reign over. Sometimes you have to serve faithfully to those that sometimes you eventually will serve over. But there's these kingdom tests in our journey. There's these faith moments where you have to be found faithful in small places. I'm telling you, he gets a promotion from watching sheep. Now he's an Uber Eats driver. He's on his way, you know, with lunch and he gets to the battlefield to deliver lunch and and there's no one to be found. His brothers are hiding. The king's mighty men are not there. The king is nowhere to be found. And there's a giant that is standing on a hillside for 40 days and he's planted himself in the midst of a valley. And the Bible said in the morning and in the evening he would come out and roar. Now, if you've been to Sunday school, you know about this giant, his name is Goliath. Anybody went to Sunday school growing up? All right, we got some Sunday school people in the house. Now we call them small groups. <laughs> our live groups, connect groups. We quit calling them cell groups. <laughs> but, but this is what happens, he, he gets there and the Bible says somebody just got it way back in the back. It was, it's like a trickling anointing, you know. It's, here's what happens. He gets to the battle, no one's there to be found. The, the, the giant plants himself in the field and this spirit of intimidation begins to roar in the morning and in the evening. It wasn't just the times of day, but it was the Jewish prayer time because the enemy knows if he can silence your worship, silence your prayer and silence your praise, he can cut you off from the Father. In the morning he would roar and in the evening and he would roar about their demise. He would he had them captivated by fear, but a young warrior named David rises up, shows up and he has been under the oil and he looks around and says, "Is there not a cause is not anyone willing to fight the giant? I believe David had two, two, two things that he already understood and knew. First of all, he realized this. He had been anointed to be the king. This giant was standing in the path to his destiny. But he also knew this. The Bible says the valley belonged to Judah. David was from the tribe of Judah. He said, oh, you picked the wrong valley to show up in because this valley already belongs to my family. If you ever understand that you've been given authority over your family, over your calling, over your assignment, over the things that God has planted you in, it's a game changer. When the enemy and the adversary of your soul comes in, you know you've already been given authority. You have already been made victorious. You know that you have already been anointed for this moment for this place at this time he said oh you picked the wrong valley he gets before the king and tells the king i'll fight the giant he knew the oil had already flowed in his life he didn't tell him about the anointing that he had to be the king because david was wise but he did tell the king this i fought a lion and i fought a bear and the same god that delivered me from the lion and the bear will deliver me today from this giant Here's what some of you do not understand today because you're in the field battling the bear and the lion now. But one day you will look back at the battle of the bear and the battle of the lion. And it was in the moment of the battle of the bear and the battle of the lion the position before where I'm at right now. And the Bible said David looked at the king and said, I'll fight the armor of the king did not fit. The sword did not work. It had been not tested in David's hand. But the Bible said David did something. He went over here by a brook and knelt down. And the Bible said when he knelt in the flowing brook of water, he pulled out five smooth stones and he put them in his shepherd's bag. Here's what David had come to learn in the field of Revelation. If you can find a private brook, it's always in the bag. If you can find a brook, you realize victory is in the bag. If you can find a brook, joy is in the bag. If you can find a brook, strength is in the bag. If you can find a brook, new seasons are in the bag. The Bible said he reached out and he put those rocks in his bag. Look at your neighbor say, it's in the bag. If you have ever encountered the oil, you realize your future is in the back. If you have ever walked under the oil, you realize your destiny is in the back. If you have ever encountered the oil, you realize the promises of God are yes and amen. They are in the back. The Bible said, David, he walked out on the battlefield, he didn't look like much, he didn't have a sword, he didn't have armor on. The Bible said he had a sling and he had a stone, but he knew he had the oil. And when you understand you've got the oil, you realize rocks can become supernatural. When you you have the oil, you realize that little is much when God is in it. When you have the oil, a sack lunch, a few loaves and a few fish can feed a multitude. When you have the oil, you realize God is at work. David rolls out and he said, you know, I don't look like much. I've not come with a fanfare today. Nobody else is with me, but I do come to you in the name of the oil. I've come with the rock. That's all I've got. But today will be your last day. You picked the wrong valley to plant yourself in. And the Bible said, David, pulled." out an ordinary rock I've just got a word for somebody God's about to anoint your ordinary stuff he's about to anoint those little places in your life and it will do much damage for the kingdom he pulls out a rock puts it in a sling lets it go and all my Sunday school folks know what happened it lodged in the head of the giant the giant fell over the Bible said David walked over pulled the sword of Goliath out cut the head of the giant off grabbed hold of the head of Goliath it's graphic but it's in the Bible took the head of Goliath back to King Saul and he said is this the voice that has tormented you for the last 40 days is this the voice that's tried to silence the people of God is this the voice that's tried to steal our destiny I'm telling you God's about to silence some voices that have tried to tell you no he's tried to remind you of your past he's tried to remind you of where you've been and who you are but I've got good news you're the head and not the tail you're the first and not the last. You're above and never beneath. You're blessed going in and blessed coming out. You're a child of the living God. You're not a beggar, but we are heirs. We are joint heirs. We are princes and we are king. Come on, take about 10 seconds. Come on, somebody give him a praise today. Father, we honor you today. We declare you are the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Come on, touch your neighbor. Say, it's in the bag. It's in the bag. It's in the back. Your promise is in the back. Your healing is in the back. Your destiny is in the back. Your turnaround is in the back. Your new season is in the back. Oh, God's about to flip the script. He's got some oil for your life, He's got some joy for your life, He's got some strength for your life. Come on, just jump to your feet, remain standing. Chris, go ahead and come to the keys. Touch your other neighbor, your second choice. Say, it's in the bag. Come on, look at somebody say, God's got this. Oh, he's the master at flipping the script. He's the master at flipping the script. What he meant for evil, God's about to use. Pick the wrong valley. This valley already belongs to Judah. And, and we're just waiting on the son of Judah arrive. There came a day that David is appointing all the royal officers. He points one over this and one over that. Then he gets to a young man named Joash. His name simply meant faithful to serve. He said, Joash, I need you to serve in a place that when you hear it, when I give you this assignment, it may not seem like much. But you know, I've appointed some over the vineyards. We can lose the vineyards. I've appointed some over the treasury and we can lose the treasury. I've pointed some over the timberlands and the lowlands, and we can lose those areas. But the place I need you to serve, Joash, if we lose this area of our kingdom, we will lose it all. Because it's what gives us our identity. It's what called me out of a field and put me on a throne. It's what allowed me to pick up a rock and defeat a giant. And he said, Joash, I need you to be the keeper of the cellar of oil. Because if we lose the oil, we lose the kingdom. Without it, we'll just be another social group that meets. Without it, our prayers will just be words that come out of our mouth. Without the oil, our worship will be just songs we sing with no authority. But when you have the oil, Joash, giants can rise against you. Kingdoms can exalt themselves. But we become mighty weapons. You know, in the book of 2 Kings, we're not going to turn there today. But read that passage. In the book of 2 Kings, Pastor Tony, there's a, a woman, the Bible says, comes to the prophet. And she says this. She said, the creditors are coming to my house to not only take my stuff, but to take my two children. You, you know it's bad when the, when the creditors come coming to get your kids. But here's the reality. What, what she was saying was this. It was more than just, they're coming to get my two sons. She was saying this. Debt is always about where you've been. Debt's an accumulation of your past. What she was saying, because of my past, my present is in chaos. But then she said this, they're, they're coming to get my sons. Because she was a widow by Jewish law and custom. Those two sons were to provide for her and in one moment. What she was saying is, because of my yesterday, my now's in trouble. But the enemy's also trying to take my tomorrow. He's trying to have it all. And the prophet said, what do you have in the house? She said, well, we have got a little bit of oil. He said, oh, there's your answer. Because a little bit of oil goes a long way. He said, go borrow vessels. Now, this sounded crazy. I just told you I'm, I'm in debt. The credit. Go borrow vessels and not a few. There comes moments when your credit is not good for it, but the credit of the oil is. There's moments when you, you, you don't have enough in your spiritual bank account, but you step out on the credit of the kingdom. The Bible said she borrowed vessels and not a few. And the Bible said they got in the house and they shut the doors. In one translation it said when they got in the house and shut the doors, the oil provoked to pour the Bible said they begin to fill vessels and the Bible said that they filled vessels till every vessel in the house was full and the Bible said after the vessels were full listen till every vessel in the house was full and the Bible said they came and told the man of God and the man of God said three things sell the oil Pay the debt and live. Sell the oil. Pay the debt and live. Sell the oil. Pay the debt and live. Sell the oil. Pay the debt and live. This is what he was saying. Use the oil to cancel the debt of your yesterday. So you can walk into a tomorrow free and full. And this is what happens. Bible says that the oil moved until every vessel in the house was full. You know, when we go to a restaurant, when we go to a restaurant, something happens when the waiter comes to see us. Usually when he comes to fill our glass, he'll say, Let me know when. Let me know when to stop. He'll start pouring. Is that enough coffee? Is that enough tea? He said, let me know when. You know, sometimes that's what we do at God. We come here on Sunday mornings. And the only reason the oil stops working is because we let him know when. The Bible said the the oil poured till every vessel in the house was filled. As much as they believed for and as many vessels as they set out, that's what the oil worked and filled. And sometimes all we do is say, God, you know what? I feel better now. I think I can make it till next Sunday. But then there are those that come in that say, Lord, just keep pouring. 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 pouring." And there are some of you, you, you've maintained for a long time of just getting a little refilling. But God says, I'm about to take you to overflow. I'm about to take you to where you have never been. I'm about to fill your cup to running over. I'm going to make you more than a conqueror. I'm going to allow you to rise above and never beneath. I'm going to bless you going in and bless you coming out. You are the blessed of the Lord. Come on, if you're believing, throw your hands in the air. Come on, throw your hands in the air. (laughs) Maybe nobody's told you, but I'm going to declare just like the prophet did to David. You're the one. You're the called. You're the elect. You're the chosen. It doesn't matter what those around you said. It doesn't matter what your spouse has said or your, your friends have said or your enemies have said. It doesn't matter if you were picked last on the dodgeball team. You're the one. It doesn't matter if you've been written off by everybody around you. You're the one. 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 You're called. You're anointed. There's purpose in the oil. There's power in the oil. There's authority in the oil.
0: You're the one. You're the one. Thank you again for joining us for today's message. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and changed your life. If there is anything we can pray with you about, or if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, send us an email to info@citylifechurch.cc. We would love to invite you to be our guest at one of our campuses throughout Tampa for our Sunday service experience. You can find out our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our app on your smartphone and tablets for more online messages to stay up to date with everything happening at Cinnabye. It was great having you with us today, and we will see you next time.